to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud. And joining me here as ever oh. in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's got a Marty McFly vibe tonight. It is Luke Bly, Master Blywalker. How you doing, mate? Oi, oi, Savaloy. What do you mean? Back to the future. Well, I don't know. I don't know, you've got like a denim kind of jacket, your hair's looking on point. Michael J. Fox was a, a good guy too, a handsome lad. Oh, mate, thanks, dude. Very, very yeah. kind. I can see you've just got a trim, yeah? Got a cheeky mate, trim, I went Sharp. to the barbers this morning um, to pr- yeah. pr- for the end of, before the end of the year, start a new year with a fresh cut. I got in there and there was like an entire like under-11s football team waiting to get their hair cut. I was like, I, I can't, this, this is it. If I'd been like 10 minutes earlier, I wouldn't have been stuck... So I'm sitting there the whole time, and today's the only day I can get my hair cut. Uh, but I'm glad I've got it done now. Uh, needs a needs a little bit of um, the, the old hair dryer to push it back a little bit, but I dig it. It's not no, as good as yours, but I'm getting there. No, Fringe is I, getting there. I don't know, man. I think you're you're. Look, I don't want to make this into welcome to uh, men's men's health body <laughs> session. Health lads. No, that is true. Actually, that is true. Um, as well, you should be too. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, yes. I, and I do look after my health, but I'm feeling rough, man. I'm feeling yes. rough. Yeah. This yes. this week, my missus goes, oh, I've got vertigo. And I'm like, to the point where we had to go to A&E. Yeah, we had to man. go to the hospital. We were there till like 5.30. They've, they've long dropped with some meds. And they've, AM, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yes. And they were like, we've long dropped with some meds. Um, you know, just take it easy. And if, if it's bad in a week's time, go see an ear, nose and throat specialist and stuff. And then I swear it was being in A&E and there's just people next to, <coughs> yeah. I, and now we're both ill. We've got like nasty colds as well. Right. So mate, it's just, it's been one of those weeks. So we're not recording on our usual day, but we'll keep it secret, but we've found a yeah. day we can record that kind of matches up for both of us before the end of the year. And it kind of works. So it listen, works. I'm, I'm a little bit cheesed off because the original Star Wars trilogy is playing in cinemas in the UK this weekend, right? So yes. Friday, yeah, Friday the 22nd, A New Hope. Saturday, 23rd Empire Strikes Back. And Christmas Eve, 24th of December, Return of the Jedi, the feel-good film of the year every year. Mate, I'm, I'm, a, little bit, I'm a little bit cheesed off. I'm, I'm surprised a you bit- snuck out. Pretended to go to the pharmacy for two and a half hours. I was umming <laughs> an Arin. Return of the Jedi. I was umming an Arin. Uh, do you know which one? I've never seen New Hope. Or well, we did obviously Super Star Wars night, but like yes. I, that wasn't on a full like big, big, big mm-hmm. screen. But I'd love to see a New Hope on a big, big screen, yeah. mate. You know that would be that would be the dream. I've never I seen it. I saw the '97 special editions uh, on at the cinema, but right. I was what 1997 in May. I was 11, going on 12 then. So I don't really remember much of those times, uh, but now I'd love to go and see it now and actually turn up and see it with with a gang, a gaggle of sickheads, um, and 
just enjoy it, man. Like go 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 for a, a taco beforehand. Go and watch the New Hope afterwards. Go now and get a cheeky him. rum and coke and just revel in the goodness. And also, Empire I think would be great on the big screen, mainly for that insane score. I know we've we've spoken about John Williams more than most podcasts because we love the guy, but that some of the music from Empire is transcendental, and I'd love to see it oh. on the big screen. Love oh. to see it on the big screen. Love that, mate. Good word for it. Good word. Thank you, mate. Love Thank that. you, mate. Very good. Did you write that down before the I've, show? And be like, right, right, I've, I've got, got to use in that him. word. That's it. I've written on my forehead so I can see it in the reflection. But no, I'm, I'm glad. I hope, I hope that your missus is feeling better, mate, because when I got the message, I thought, oh, no, I don't care about Luke's ailment. We've got to make yeah. sure that Mrs. Bly's feeling good. And I was like, oh, cheers, oh, I'm being so dizzy. We've got a sessions to record. But uh, yeah. no, hope she's feeling better. Hope you are too, my man. Put, put your feet up and... I'm sure there's plenty of Star Wars on D plus to be checking out if you can't make it to the cinema. Yeah, well, I want to okay. check out that new Indiana Jones documentary. I've not oh, been I able to. Uh, no, I've not been able to watch that yet. Just been. I've had the cra- craziest week. Yeah, and um, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to just chilling out and yep. sleeping no work. on the sofa, yep. catching up on some films, catching up on some TV. You know, it's really, really needed. But um, listen, this this show, we're going to be doing things a little bit different this episode, right? We usually do Galactic News Round, a game. We're just going to focus on the main topic. We, we also, we're saving Patreon questions for next episode. There's, there's a Patreon question that we do have that really suits yes. our next episode. So Lloyd will be answering that next week. Um, big beefcake. And also, Emil, so I was like, look, let's <laughs> see how far we go. We might just be doing this for 20 minutes, and I'll be like, right, I'm out, I'm off. Yeah, and it would just Coffee be Matt on, doing on the a, floor. A matalog. A matalog, you know? <laughs> and does it and work? No one needs that. Matonologue? I don't know. Maybe. But yeah. Um, 2023 in Star Wars, mate. Let's do it. Hi, this is Simon J. Williamson. This is Max Lloyd-Jones. This is Araida Cordova. This is Pam Rose. This is Christopher Sean. Kazuta Ziono in Star Wars Resistance. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Twenty twenty three, mate. We are here at the end of it, and like Lukey Boy said, we're doing things a little bit differently. This is our last show of the year, so we're changing it up just for this one. We're just going to talk for the next hour or so about the last year in Star Wars. At the beginning of the year, we did our look forward to twenty twenty three. Obviously, a few things have shifted and changed because of uh, varying circumstances within the industry, but for the most part, most things have stayed the same. But has it been a good year for Star Wars? Well, that's what we're here to tell you our opinions anyway. And it's been quite a busy year, mate. When we were uh, researching this episode and listing out what's been going on, I was like, there's been quite a few big moments throughout the year. Releases, moments, and uh, accolades. Deaths. Deaths. Deaths as well, yeah. It's, it's been well, a in, big in year. Universe. In universe. Yeah. yeah, yeah not, I was, gonna, I was yeah. about to say, please actually give context to that, because you said that quite gleefully. Deaths. <laughs> <laughs> been a big one, though, ain't it, mate? Yeah, tech died. So tick, tick. Any better stage? I love tech, but I want him in the ground. I want he's, him in the ground. He's got to be dead, right? Please don't bring him back. I mean, please don't people, bring him what back. What do people say? Oh, we didn't see the body. Now, I've said this to everyone, anyone who listen in person as well. It's a kids show. They are not going to show this mutilated body of a beloved clone. They're like <laughs> they, they, exactly. They 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 showed. 
Hunter and Omega mourning so beautifully, actually, in their little yeah. in their little back room, like properly having a few minutes to kind of mourn the loss of him. Don't ruin it by just being like, ah, he got his belt got caught on a tree on the way down, and he was hanging for a few hours. <laughs> got a wedgie. I, I mean, I could see, I could see that happening. Is that? Um, see that no, you know it's tr- I, I, i'm with you oh no please don't listen i enjoyed bad batch season two mate i enjoyed yep. bad batch season two yes I um and but to be honest i've not gone back and rewatched it um i might do that now we've got a bit of time to just chill out i might watch an episode or two i do plan on just watching a few sporadic episodes a few of my favorite episodes from ahsoka from mando season three um but yeah bad batch it was good fun for what it was worth it was really really good fun i'm looking forward to them tying it up and more than anything i'm wondering where does the future of star wars long form anima- animation go from here mm. you know, outside of tales of the jedi and tales of other stuff right which we've heard they're working on Ooh, you know yes. what what else is what else is on the horizon or maybe there isn't maybe there isn't maybe it's time to move away from clone wars We've both said I'd love to see sequel trilogy stuff, but we're focusing on 2023 for the time being. Yep. Um, it was great. It was great, but it's not, I wouldn't say it's been a, a, a massive highlight for me for 2023, right? Is that yeah, fair? I mean, no, I think it is. And I, I'm with you on that. What we've had, yeah. we've had, for me, we've had some, some greatness. But we've also, but in some of the things we've got, like the series, animated, live action, whatever. For me, we've had smatterings of greatness and we've had a little, quite a bit of, hey, it's good. Yeah, it's good, but it's not mind are you talking about? Are you talking about Bad Batch or just general? No, I'm talking Star about just, 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 to, just, to, oh. just to jump off your kind of year in review there, mate. Oh. Like some of it's been great. Some of it hasn't. But I'd say the same for Bad Batch season two, though. Some of that, I think actually consistently much better than season one. And Yes, I agree. I've... I've I haven't watched any of the episodes back, but I've seen some of the YouTube clips come up on my recommended of like Papa Palps in the Senate and stuff like that. And it reminded me, I was like, yeah, the way they use Palps in that moment, incredibly well done. And, and the way it ended up with, with Saw Guerrero turning up and tick uh, and all of that, I was like, yeah, this, this is really, really good. And when it's, when it's good, Star Wars animation is some of the best. Mm-hmm. We've said that mm-hmm. before. And I think the Bad Batch, when this came out, People were saying this might be better than the other series that came out, the live action, which they most people hung their hat on. A lot of people said this; they they preferred the story of season two of the Bad Batch. And mm-hmm. the more I've sat on it, pondered, marinated, and bathed in it, I think I might be with them um, in terms of uh, uh, animated slash live action. Maybe the Bad Batch had the strongest story for me. Maybe it's because of my connection to the time period it takes place in, like prequel boys and all that, but. I think it's really strong. It's not perfect. We know that. We did our, we we spoke about the Bad Batch pre-series and post. It ain't perfect, but I think when it's strong, it's really, really, really surprisingly strong. And I think it surprised a few people this year, mate. It's the Bad Batch. Well, we did recaps. We did recaps for season one, and we were like, nah, can't be bothered. We got halfway through. <laughs> like, it's like 20 two. minutes long. We, what are we doing? But every time I hear that Billy Eilish song, <laughs> like, like, I can't nah, help but sing it. the Bad this Batch. Ain't, this yeah. ain't worth it. We've had fun, though. We've had fun with it. Yeah, no, it went a long time. And yeah, it's ruined the Billy Eilish song for me now. But uh, hey, it's all, it's all good fun, isn't it, mate? <laughs> <laughs> um mando season three do we go into mando se- do we dare go into mando season three territory or, you know? after you 
after you. <laughs> Mando yeah, yeah. season three. I have a weird relationship with Mandalorian season three Same. because you know the Mandalorian as a uh, storytelling device, as a series, and really as an icon in pop culture. Really, uh, it, it's just so close to my heart. I, I mm. thoroughly enjoy it. And if I'm being honest, I think because I adore the series as a whole, even when it's bad, I still think, well, it's still Mandalorian. Do you know what I mean? Even like with Star Wars, yeah? When Star Wars is bad, like in the prequels, like there are times where it's bad. In the sequels, there are times where it's bad. In the originals, there's times where it's bad. And you're like, yeah, but it's still Star Wars. And Star Wars just has this gravitas to it and charm to it that you just can't deny, especially if you are a geeky, you know, fan, right? If you're a fanboy, Star Wars has that something special. That is why the IP is still here in 2023. And we're we're doing a yearly roundup on it when its first entry came in 1977. There's not many IPs that, that, that are on the same level as Star Wars, if at all, right? Mando season three, it's the weakest of the three seasons, in my opinion. Um, it's it's the series that had to do a lot of cleaning up, I think, and had to do a lot of work in giving us context as to why people, you know, Cara June, where's Cara June? Why is that happening? Well, we need to get from A to B, and then we kind of had this planned in the Rangers of the New Republic show, but we can't do that anymore because our cast is either not here or, you know... <laughs> just not welcome whatever let's not get let's not get involved in that but you know so i there are some really big highs in season three and i will always remember and we'll we'll be getting to this shortly but i'll always remember watching that episode that penultimate episode at star wars celebration mate with the shadow council you know we that was one of my favorite star wars moments ever and that came from mandalorian season three the minds of mandalore the second episode of mandalorian season three is exquisite it is absolutely outstanding one of my favorite episodes of live action tv in star wars right it's i i adore it i love it again there's a lot of highs but Sometimes I think they just it, it, they lost sight of the Mandalorian and what that show is about. And Book of Boba Man, that reunion, that Grogu Mando reunion, I think that really did it. It it, it it did harm, you know, the Mandalorian's legacy a little bit as a TV show, right? That's what I think. Yeah, I think it also yeah. harms the integrity of the Book of Boba Fett as well. By yeah. Now people are like, you've got to watch the book of Boba Fett to know what's going on, but not the Boba Fett stuff. Just this episode of Mando. It's almost kind of signposting you away from it. Yeah, I'm with you. Don't forget, mate, as well, we saw yeah. the finale of Mandalorian. We, we went to London about 7am to watch it. Oh, we? Yeah. we got a Greg's afterwards. Do you remember that as well? So, oh, I forgot yeah. about that. With That was such a random day because like, that I was know. pressing, wasn't it? And they were like, yes. come see the finale of Mando. And we were like, oi, oi, all right then. Yeah, we'll do that well, in the morning. Is this? What time in the evening is this? Like, uh, it's on the morning. So be here for half past seven. What? Oh, but we did it. <laughs> we did it, didn't when, we? And it was it was literally like we turned up at the view in Leicester Square. Like, yes. There were a few other like journos there, right? Clarice from The Independent was there. We know Clarice. Yep. And- uh, James from Jedi News was there. Yes, yeah. 
and uh, Graham from the Lego, the Bricks magazine, I think, is it? Yeah, or Lego. Or Lego he lad, works yeah. one of that. He, the Lego guy. We know Graham. He's a London boy as well. And, we, and it was nice seeing everyone. We were all kind of speculating, like, what's the purpose of this? Like, is they, are they going to wheel out like a media person? Or is like, are we expecting something really, really big? And it just didn't. It wasn't that. <laughs> it, was no, like, it was just. And they, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We, we I just think sat it, down. They they showed it, and they were like, "Right, clear off." Yeah. See you later, lads. <laughs> we were like, "Right, should we go get a Greg's?" <laughs> <laughs> we did, and we had a nice little um, sausage roll, bacon bap. Sorry, I mean, we we recorded our reaction live from Greg's. If you remember, our recap was done immediately after in Greg's. But um, yeah, we were kind of of the opinion where well, it was a bit odd that they're deciding to play the finale for the press yeah. uh, i say early it was an hour early get if anything um wonder what it's wonder there must be this must be pretty big turns out it wasn't but um yeah mando season three i've got a funny one because like, <laughs> the minds of mandalore like you said really good episode that penultimate one where paz bites the dust and those mate when the praetorian guard comes out and and oh. it's shot from below there's their feet and the music and i'm like yeah i know they're the not crowd. the ones from the last jedi but i'm like sequels mate and they look the crowd so, the crowd oh man. mate when wild crowd, like, celebration people went mental uh when we saw gideon people were getting excited when thrawn's name was mentioned people got excited when um well just when the mandos were in there kicking butt in mandalore and and also when paz was doing his thing but yeah when those praetorian came out and you know our boy was caned our ox Paz Visley, you weren't taking those out, but I love that it showed how oh, tough I've got goosebumps. Those, those I've just got, I just Wait. got goosebumps. Boosebumps. You know what it is. You know what? what it is. Oh yeah, go. So what is it? What? Oh. It was just That's really well right. executed. Well, there we mm. go. Went for his drink, but mm. do you think? Um, and I, I'm sure we've got information about this, and or we've discussed it over over uh, 2023 at some point, but um, or some points. Um, do you really think like the finale was was the two last episodes and they kind of just split up the episodes or they did some I rejigging? So. I think yeah. so, mate. But my problem with the season as a whole is, yeah, there's there's some great episodes in there, some which are just okay, but even some of the ones which I wasn't a fan of, like yeah. the one where they went to see Jack Black and Lizzo, they also had that cool moment in the droid bar. I was like, that's cool, droid bar. Um, so everything had, see, you, you, you love a droid bar, don't you? I love a... I love a droid bar, and I want to give a shout out to one of my favourite moments from season three. Does come from that episode, and it's when Mando goes down and he's with all the um, Ugnaughts, yeah, the Quills, distant cousins, and Bo's like trying to talk to them, like, rah, 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 and they're just like not listening. And he's like, "No, you can't. That's not how you talk to these guys." And then he goes, "Blah blah 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 blah." I have spoken, and it's just um, it oh. validated it validated she things will. that we'd seen in other seasons, and it's like, "Oh yeah, Mando learnt this." And it's like, I wish we just got a bit more of that, like, growth from Din in season three. And yet, despite all of that, mate, it's still, it's, uh, there's something about, there's something about Grogu, there's something about Mando, there's something about the designs. There, Although it is the weaker installment, I still love it. I really there's do. Something, there, I'm Sorry. with you. There's something about Mando and Grogu. So when, it, when we come to season four of Mando, I'll be so excited to see those again. I just yeah. feel, and I know this isn't always a popular opinion, certainly online, but I just feel like the story strayed too far away from Din. And as somebody who, and, and, and a lot of people say, well, that was always the case and the Mandalorian is plural, i.e. No, Rick Famuyi were saying that. You know, I, I'm, I'm calling on that one because we spent two, two, two seasons of television 
developing and growing and loving Mando, like Din and Grogu. <laughs> not to, to not for them to just be like, oh, actually, the whole time we only did that so we could introduce new characters or bow in the third season it's and you true. could love them instead. It's not yeah. true. There was a lot of rejigging, and I love Bo Katan, and I do, but I, I, for season four, man, I just wish I'd go back to Din and Grogu doing their thing. Have Bo and that everyone in, have all the band them in there, but I miss this, like, like I said last week, Mando and Grogu just like fighting spiders off with Frog Lady. I kind of miss that a little bit, that kind of stuff. Yes, yes. Underrated episode. Episode two episode. Of, uh, man, of season two. Yes, yeah. underrated episode. I dig it. And especially in hindsight, once you've seen the whole season and, you know, you're happy with where the story's going, which yep. which we can be, which as Star Wars fans, we can be really guilty of, you know, not being patient enough with the story, not being patient enough with ourselves to go, yep. hey, yeah, let's like wait to see what happens here. And, you know, if that doesn't happen this week, then that's fine. It might happen next week. Just yep. enjoy the ride. And that, yep. that is something that I think a lot of people do need to just, you know, yeah. maybe even ourselves right sometimes we need to just like enjoy the ride enjoy it yes. like because agree. yeah we're, we're still living in an era where we get to do this and talk about this yeah and i i, do, I don't know i do think that there's a lot to be said about that it is re- still really really fun yeah, um, i wouldn't change it i do think season three was impacted by an absence of dave filoni mate I do think Interesting. That. And I know that's that's kind of hard to prove out, especially with how secretive, you know, some of these productions are. But, you know, I've heard from a few people. I think Bespin might have mentioned it. I, I don't look right now, my memory is not great. My mind is barely working right now. But I've I've <laughs> chatted to a few people where they've said, Yeah, Filoni was there, but he wasn't as present as he was, mm-hmm. you know, in season two and season one. And I wouldn't be surprised if just there was a there was a few things, a combination of a few things, right? Just made the season a little bit weak. And I do think one of those is Filoni probably being a, a wee bit busy doing Ahsoka stuff and not spending enough time on Mando stuff. You, you'd probably be right, mate, because John and Dave were. It was John and Dave season one and season two. It wasn't Dave mm-hmm. or John's mate. It's John and Dave. And yes. whilst I've gone on record all year about Dave's writing and his um sorry, you know his, what, his level of talent or skill sorry skill set when it comes to branching outside of clone wars and all that stuff i do think you need someone like dave working with john i think he adds something to that and he was part of the magic of season one and two now of course they've had that classic quote which still locals me to this day that when they were <laughs> when they were coming up with mando season one and you know what what the story is going to be dave sat down in in the meeting was like He's trying to find a way to work a soaker into it. I'm like, Dave, just stop it. <laughs> find some new material, Dave. Um, but you di- I think you, you needed Dave. And like you said, there were variables. There was the Rangers of the New Republic stuff. Um, there was lack of Filoni. And again, I, I like to, I'll criticize Dave as much as anyone, but I love Dave and what he does. Uh, mm. Never take that as anything other than love, but I want to see more from him. But yeah, I think the, 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 the new shows, the, the, the crossoverness of it all, um, I think it did start to impact season three a bit too much to the point where I think for me, season three is a rush job. You know, they, they start off, Oh, let, let's take back Mandalore. And then within seven episodes, which we know because of the, they don't tell us how long these seasons run for in terms of in universe time. It's probably about a week because apparently seasons one, two, three and Boba Fett all takes place in one year, which is crazy. Um, so within a week of coming up with the idea of it, you know, that's, I speculate, They've taken man. They've taken Mandalore. I wish they'd 
not taken Mandalore and save that for season four. So it felt like the culmination of two seasons worth of writing. I agree. But they didn't. And that's it. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Kind of wish they did though. Yeah, it did feel, it did feel a bit anticlimactic, you know, at times, but, um, good fun though. I'm li- <laughs> enjoyed it still. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. There is that. There is that. And there is like the fact that, yeah. Oh, can I rewatch it and really enjoy it though? Yeah. Yes. Probably yeah. even more so without a critical eye to just sit down and be like, Oh, this is Jack Black's love in life. We probably, I'd probably watch that now and be like, I know he's coming. Let's just enjoy it. That's captain Bombardier, not Jack Black. And just get yeah. on with it. Probably enjoy it a bit more. And there are Maybe. kids, man. There are kids and families where this is their show. This yep. is their show. This is such a generational show. And I think, um, you know, we, we've 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 said many a time, not o- not only in 2023 but in 2022 and prior, that we've really seen a renaissance, really, or or really, I I, I suppose, just this natural um, progression of the Star Wars fandom, where you re- you really are seeing a prequel voice yes. right and hearing Huge. a prequel voice whether that's at cons or online and yeah it's cyclical isn't it and i'm sure the mandalorian will have maybe one of the largest groups of fans in the future because it just it transcends generations as well doesn't it you know ot people love it pt people love it and people just love mando love it you know, kids love it, right? So you love it, we love it, the kids love it, and let's not talking about the prequel so, generation, mate. Be, we're the prequel generation. Ahmed mm. Best was given his chance to shine in Mando season three. Come back as Keller and Beck. They bought in his character from that game show last the other Loved year, it. and I remember when when that door opened, the elevated door, and Ahmed Best is there. He's like, "Come on, kid!" I was like, "That's such a cool way for." Uh, uh, exterior validation and reward for Ahmed, let alone, you know, don't talk about the character, but as for Ahmed, for that week or two weeks, Ahmed was everywhere. People were loving him online. Starwars.com would got him back and we were doing interviews and it felt like he was allowed back in the family again by the idiots who, you know, pushed him out again uh, originally. So mm. that was so, so, and as someone we've spoken to Ahmed, we know what a genuine guy he is. That was so heartwarming to see and hopefully we see him again in season four probably going to get killed but hopefully we see him oh that would be fun though you know that'd be fun to see him get killed on like on that would be wicked to see actual more order 66 like yeah. action outside of the jedi temple yeah Do you know what i mean like to see and the continuation know, of that punk is he he's not going no. down like a punk no, I don't think so. It is it is wild to think that, you know, we're one of the few poddies that have been, you know, stupidly fortunate enough to kind of tweet Ahmed to be like, do you fancy coming on a show early lockdown? He was like, yeah, go on then. I'm, all, I'm up for it. And, <laughs> and but I, I adored how open and how honest he was and vulnerable he was. And um, yeah, to this day, one of our strongest chats and interviews i think great episodes and uh yeah very proud of that really really cool to see him you know kind of have his moment in pop culture in the star wars fandom again proper validation although at times i rewatched that scene and i'm like i I would have done things a wee bit different i would have i would have got him maybe correct yes choreography but also even facial expressions at times 
you know, I, f- I, th- I feel like it's a bit comic booky at times. If I'm being really harsh, right? I think that comes down to the production of it all because I don't mm. know. I mean, there's if, if there are, then there aren't many scenes of him and the clones on screen together. So he's probably just standing on the volume, just doing that by himself <laughs> and having to just act against nothing. So, which would think? then be like. it's just him kind of like fighting with nothing so there is a bit where he's doing like a rock almost a Dwayne the Rock Johnson like eyebrow raise (laughs) when he comes in and he's like this and I'm like you know lower it a little bit yeah don't love it really yeah, it is. and it's very prequely. Yeah. Maybe it maybe it suits maybe it suits it. Maybe right? so. Maybe, but I think yeah. a lot of it. I, I don't. I don't think he was on set with the people in suits as the clones. If they were even there, unless they were CG, I don't know. But so I think he was acting you know against what, himself. And Ahmed, they were people. Be the yeah. first to say he doesn't act as much anymore. He does kind of improv, stand up, and stage um, very mm. rarely. So I think he was just there enjoying his time and getting to be a Jedi, mate. So, but I agree, mate. There, you know, from a critical eye. Some of the choreography looked a little bit stiff in hindsight, um, and but it was great to see him back now. And season three was it the best? No, but it certainly wasn't a car crash like you know people would maybe have you believe. It's crazy how some section, and I don't want to make it about this, but some section sections of the fandom just go from one th- extreme to the other, <laughs> one side to the other, and they're like, "Oh, they've ruined it!" <laughs> like, have you know? It's not Mate, it. Thank it. You know, you claim these are the same people that probably claim to love the prequels. And it's like, guys, do you, were you there? Were you there? <laughs> like in the two, do you remember Attack of the Clones? Like people freaking out about Attack of the Clones. Yep. Yoda. Yoda shouldn't have a lightsaber. You know, oh, guys, well, calm love down. It. Come on. Yeah. Like, I get it. Have an opinion. Have an opinion. We 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 welcome all the all the opinions. If you hated Mando season three, cool, good for you, man. Like, mm-hmm. back it up. And there there are listeners to this show that, and they do back up. They do give yep. very reasonable responses yep. as to why. Look, this don't work for me. Fair enough. I really admire that. Really, really admire. It. And a lot of the time, I'm I'm like nodding, like, yeah, good point. Fair enough. I agree. Anyway. Let's um because we're doing kind of like an integrated bantina when uh, you know we've got we've we've longed everything off we've got an integrated bantina so we're just going to bring up a few comments mate nice um Poe Dameron on Instagram our boy from the northeast he says Star Wars celebration was so so special so yeah this is again to reiterate highlights from 2023 okay <laughs> Star Wars celebration Europe was so so special I loved every minute of it what I'd do to go back and do it all again. Um, absolutely true, Poe. Uh, I feel the same way. I have weekends where I wake up and I'm like, oh, at this time on Saturday, I would have been here at the Excel Center. And, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I find myself yep, like yep. thinking about what would I be doing on well, this day of celebration? And uh, Frederick's figures, absolute legend. Some of his custom jobs are incredible. incredible. And we met him at celebrations, a lad. We, yes. Well, he says meeting my UK and European Star Wars friends. Obs. Oh. You know, yeah, like, oh, King. cheeky Frederick's, absolute lad. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to my sister in law, Dagmara, because she, she commented, well, uh, my niece. I'm not going to say her name, but my niece, yeah, and her daughter uh, were on the big screen at Star Wars Celebration. So yes. you know the live stream? I remember. Yeah. And my You've little... And she, yeah. And the crowd at the live stage, like, go, like, wild for it. And 
because my niece was going through was going through some like medical stuff. She's fine, by the way, but like going through some medical stuff at the time. Um, yep. My brother and Dags had like access to the seating area, like facing the live stage. Yeah, and so they were like, "Do you know what? This is pretty cozy." <laughs> and they would just like <laughs> go just there and like they would <laughs> sit there for a wee while. And they were like, "Yeah, we saw some really cool guests. We saw this person, this person came out, and yeah, really, really cool. Really liked that. I think they could have had a bit more of that actually at the live mm-hmm. stage, and we could have rejigged celebration." A lot, you and I, Matt. Me and you could have gone in and probably been consultants and gone, "Oh, do this different, do you know?" But and talking of celebration, (laughs) well, what 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 were people saying elsewhere on like Facebook and X and that about celebration, mate? Were people loving it? We got, I mean, a lot of the comments we got, I think, across all of the socials related to celebration. It's just such a major moment for so many people. Uh, Yeah, we got quite a few. We had um, Daniel Thorpe. Highlight has to be celebration. And seeing you guys podcast live made it even better. And he dropped a cheeky image of us on the um, HoloNet news stage, which will always be a highlight for me. Um, Monica, the Mandalorian, meeting Ewan and Hayden, and my buddy, the Mandalore, Ian, and several others at <laughs> Celebration. Napoleon Palpatine, Celebration was wild. And uh, Kylo Cat said, reporting for Jedi News Network at Celebration, getting to see my pals and getting to meet Captain Phasma herself which i mean i'd love to meet uh gwendolyn christie and talk a bit of phasma uh, and then over on the old facebook's martin keeler i know we're going to talk about this in a minute but he said he loved the reaction to hashtag cantina they're going to mention that and then um philip james the meeting you at the legends at star wars celebration and bibs bash thank you matey booze uh yeah we had we've got other ones which we'll mention later on but they're the kind of crux of our celebration comments so many people remember celebration fondly and these two guys you and me we do as well so um probably probably should move on to celebration mate have a little talk about it yes mate should we should we do that well we've got oh i wonder if you just went oh i wonder if we were about to say the same thing does it is it something to do with fred uh possibly go on what were you gonna say Fred. I was going to say, do we have any comments on threads? Because that's suddenly blowing up now a little bit. Oh, it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that in a second. I was actually going to read that. out. I was going to read out um, Jessup's email. Oh, what please do, do. Please do. Should we do that? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, Mr. Email. Alex Jessup, you will know him. If you've listened to the show for a while, Jessup is part of the Sessions family. He punches um, Nans. Yeah, occasionally he might punch an older person, you know, a vulnerable elderly person. <laughs> But, you know, we love him for it. Um, I'm joking. Yeah. For, for those of you who don't disclaimer. understand sarcasm, <laughs> you know, you got to, mate. You got to. You got to put disclaimers nowadays. Otherwise, that'll yeah. be on my LinkedIn before you know it. People are like, don't work with this guy. He endorses this. Right. <laughs> Jessup, Jessup sent us an email a couple of days ago, actually, saying, hi, Matt and Luke. My Star Wars highlight of 2023, well, it's been a bit of a tough year, which I'm sure it has been for quite a few of us. But for me, hands down, it was celebration. It came at a time when I really needed it. But Star Wars Sessions and the Sickheads really Hmm. helped me forget my worries. I didn't have much time to book into any of the panels, but I'm grateful to have happy memories of Master Blywalker quote-unquote, using the force to get me into the Kenobi panel. No comment. No comment. (laughs) Celebration. Didn't do nothing. And Matt 
Luke and me blubbing away, listening to Ewan and Hayden recollect their oh. own stories. That was a good panel, wasn't it? And Vivian as well. It was Vivian and, 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 yeah. and Ewan, wasn't it, man? Their, their discussion. Damn. Maybe one of the maybe one of the strongest panels from the weekend really especially when it came to just like conversation natural yes. conversation it was it was really good really good but i think ewan and like you said vivian ewan and hayden were like the, the you know the the, the trinity the glue, for yeah. that they were perfect for that right um jessup goes on to say meeting up with the sickheads for an anti-hangover coffee <laughs> and then sitting in the queue for all those hours to get in were truly great times i've enclosed some pics when a group of us randomly met up for a beer on day one and some from friday in the fox and one from the very well executed Whoa, bibs bash um, there you go we'll have that um keep up the good work on the show guys and always remember two power banks mate Jessup was telling that to me all weekend because on the celebration survival bank. guide episode i was like bring two power banks <laughs> that was like my golden <laughs> rule and he, he seemed he to be the only guy who was like yeah two power banks <laughs> and hey. it's weird because that was one of our most popular episodes of last year according to spotify so uh people needed a bit of help with celebrate what a lovely email though mate and um, nice Jessup, yeah. mate the pictures you sent were quality what i liked about the pictures is i think for most of them we aren't in it so it is just mm. a group of sickheads just hanging out having a great time yeah. and we're british we love to queue or hate to queue depending on your uh what side of the fence you fall on but to hear Jessica you still do it you still do it didn't you yeah we still tut and moan but we'll do it but yeah mate yeah. such a lovely email and yeah it's been a tough year for many people for many reasons and i think celebrate i think that's why celebration is on so many people's uh, you know top of their lists because mm. it was just four days, give or take, of just fun. Now there was yeah. you know, at the end of the day, there was always something to do. Whether you came to one of our our bashes, cantina, or one of the other ones that were laid on, there were so many. All just went out in London. It was just four days of just having fun with your mates, and in between it, getting Star Wars news and seeing people dressed up as Wookies and Trandoshans. It was just it's oh, mate. It, was, it really was I know. expensive. What but special? What do you- <laughs> it was expensive what do you think about um japan like as of right now percent lovely country oh but, um shut up you know what i mean celebration <laughs> celebration japan <sighs> what are the chances if you were to put on a hundred percent like what what are your chances of going because i'm warming up more to the idea and it's very dependent on what what my life looks like at that time yeah but, i think the same as well so very right. much the same is in obviously the the, the hypothetical is you're 100% would love to be there. It depends on a few things as well. Um, obviously, the it's very expensive. It, do yeah. I want to go? Yes. And will I try and put some building blocks in place to make that happen? Yes. But nice. um, as it's such a long way to go, I'd also be like, guys, give us a panel or something because we've come all the way. <laughs> make it worth our while. Um, but, you know, I'd, I'd love to go. But then I think, like you said previously, I'd also like to then spend maybe two weeks in Japan seeing that seeing a beautiful country seeing the culture getting wrapped up in it uh eating that food oh yeah um and just enjoying it mate i don't want to go just for celebration we're seeing this and how great celebration was because it was in our back door on our doorstep but i wouldn't go to japan for three days and then come home again i'd want to see the country and it's pretty expensive there's a uh, decent japanese place near me we gotta to go to next year we'll we go got a instead. few lunch dates didn't we should we do that should we do our own celebration like, yeah, the blast points. I, you could send us stuff. 
Joking aside, I'd love to do like our own uh, like Star Wars thing next year, like meet up or whatever that looks like. I'm just putting that out there, right? So yeah, you mentioned people that before, are, you? I know, I know a few people. Yeah, I know a few people have mentioned it or said or suggested that we try and put something together. And yeah, I'm. I, I think that's uh, not a bad idea for 2024, mate. But anyway, that's probably best suited for next episode. What am I talking about? Shut up. What are we doing? What are um, doing? Highlight like highlights panel oh, like best panel from celebration for you i know we mentioned kenobi so that don't was, mention that again oh um well yeah obviously the was, obviously the studio the lucasfilm showcase panel was you know that that should be top of the list just for what came out of it but i also yeah. really liked um i think i know what you might say so i won't say it I, but i also did really like the andor panel i think there's a lot of um a lot of filth that came out of that it was great to hear the guys talking um about how it came together and um, hearing Nicholas Brattel talk about the score and the evolution. Oh. And just Gilroy being Gilroy, basically just sitting there, legs crossed, arms folded, telling Tony how it Gilroy's is. a funny guy, man. He's, he's an unintentionally he's, funny guy. You he's know? so kind of, I don't know. He's so intense as well, but it's, it's yeah. funny in the way he comes across, but the studio, um, the showcase panel was, I mean, I mean, I, I, we le- I leapt into Lukey boy's arms when Daisy Ridley came out. Oh, um, but then the Andor one, I think, other than Obi Wan. But there were so many, mate. But what about you in terms of the panels? Well, um, it, Lucasfilm showcase, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I know we, we went, we saw it from one of the streaming stages, the Twin Sun stage. Twin and it, Suns, still, yeah. it still just blew blew my face away. Um, I was looking really random, but last night on on top of our Instagram feed was a post from an MC DJ called Rob Foray. Who was yes. the DJ host of the Twin Sun stage for uh, uh, celebration in London this year, right? And um, <laughs> I went onto it and I looked at a video, and I, I, I think I've sent it to you before, but there is a video where he's like scanning across yeah. the um, the audience, and you can see us doing the the Mexican wave. You know, <laughs> I need to send that. I need to like edit that in to maybe the end of year video that I'm going to try and do. You know, like the Ooh, little yeah. TikTok reel yeah. thing I do. Crop that, that in, mate. What well, you also need to add in there, mate. Mm. is when he got you up to do a bit of body popping as part of the dance competition. Because what happened was, I'm not going to labour the point because you've all heard it, but as usual, whenever there's anything which involves getting up on stage or in front of an audience, somehow Lukey Boy ends up doing it. (laughs) And they just picked him like, do you want to come up on stage? And I remember saying, I bet they'll make you dance. Just kidding. I bet they'll make you dance or something. And then he went up there, lined up with a couple of kids. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I I can't remember her name now, but wonderful Bo-Katan cosplayer that we follow. Uh, every, and then they're all lined up and the guys rob's like yeah right we're gonna do a little dance off and i was loving it because lukey boy's face was like oh no but he did the oh, 3po no. quite well did i have you got a video of that you need uh, to yeah i that. do yeah i'll have it on my yeah i'll have it on my drive somewhere yeah we've got a driver yeah yeah we've got a drive sweet I'll send that over, sweet. yeah um lucas it's so hard to beat the lucasfilm showcase the the the, the panel quality was absolutely brilliant Really, really good. I know lots of people enjoyed that, whether it's the High Republic panel, you know, yeah. and or panel, the um, even the villains of the sequel trilogy panel. I think yeah. a lot of people got a lot from it. And as an all-rounder, Celebration was just so much fun. So me- meeting new people, mate, you know. Um, get, I don't want to be too self um you know congratulating but yeah us doing a panel that is that is oh mate you know i do that was kind of like and, a dream I, come true right it, well, i'm not i'm not people, one to, luke knows i'm not one to be overly self-congratulating but 
that 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 panel, mate. And then we were told last weekend, whoever said it, I might have been Jamie, it blew my mind away because he came when he came down, oh, he yeah. said at an event recently he saw one of the guys or girls who was volunteering who was doing the door for the panels. And they told whoever it was, might have been Jamie, that our panel was the was the most well attended one he'd seen all weekend. And just hearing that last the other week in Croydon, it blew my mind because it was honestly, I, I remember that forever. We got the five o'clock slot on a Sunday, and I remember thinking, no one's turning up. Not because people don't want to see us, but last last thing on a Sunday, you've got the cantina going on just across the river as well. Oh man, I could see a thing where there's like four people. Yeah. Then we it got was there a graveyard. It was, it was a graveyard slot, wasn't it? We were. It was like, a proper oh, graveyard. We'll take it. We, we'll obviously take it. We'll be grateful for it. But but there was a little bit of worry. But <laughs> we got up there to prepare. Um, well, basically, we got our points, which I don't think mm. we we're meant to have, but we did anyway. Um, and we went up and we saw a well, decent crowd outside. Pints of apple juice. Pints of apple juice. Sorry, celebration. But then you know more people started filtering into the point where all the spaces were gone, and it was just magical because we knew we had the hashtag cantina two gig afterwards so we knew we could absolutely have a great time with our amended panel and then we we're going to go and dance the night away watch ash drink some rum and some star wars cocktails it was the, it, after the incredible bibs bash which i'll let you talk about more because that, that was your baby the one-two punch of the panel and cantina was incredible and then we still had the monday to go as well you know that doing that was amazing and i'll always be thankful to lucasfilm and everyone for letting us do that and for everybody who turned up new and old and Mm -hmm. faces we've never seen and all the people saying can we have a snap with you afterwards it meant an awful lot uh someone again as somebody doesn't often show much emotion outwardly it meant an awful lot and it really was no it's true is that people always say oh (laughs) yeah what's wrong Uh, i say nothing's (laughs) fine and you never know what's going on but I was, honestly, it was such a huge, wonderful moment and one which I'll remember for a long, long time. And, and I got to share it with my mate as well, my good mate, Lukey Boy, next to me. And it was it was amazing. Likewise, mate. No, likewise. It was it was special, mate. It was special. That happened, again, a very odd thing. It's happened a, once or twice at like Comic Cons or, you know. But a Celebration, it happened a, quite a few times. And it didn't take long for us to... I think we were queuing up to get inside and a dude was like, oh, hi, are you Matt and Luke? And we were like, yeah. Before and he goes, oh, I listen to you guys. Yeah, yeah oh, you, with, for you, it's I was in the hotel, wasn't it? Because I was with Big Boy Bill, um, the Welsh wizard, and we were going to get our bacon and eggs in the morning. And again, I, I, I'm so sorry. My, the name names up my forte, but it was a, a guy from Reading in Berkshire here in the UK. He said, I was going to sit down. He said, oh, um, are you? Uh, oh, no, I, I know. I said, he said something about Star Wars and a show and i said oh I, we do one or something like that and he said oh i know yeah i listened you're matt he said where's luke where's oi savaloy and that was within <laughs> like 15 <laughs> minutes of getting dressed and going to the cafe <laughs> and then when when big boy bill can corroborate this we were walking to meet you guys in the line and a couple of lads um shouted out um my name and something to do with the sessions Ray! and i was like we've only we've been here for like 20 minutes and already this is gonna that be a weekend weird. to remember thank you guys yeah yep. listeners yep. thank you this is this is good fun and we do we do find it a little bit bizarre so but it's no, thanks. and we're pretty if you do see us like just come say hello and we can chat some star wars we're gonna get a little debate going why not yes that <laughs> is yeah it. that is true uh, unfortunately that is true but no we got i think uh, most of our um comments you know were were celebration highlights 
right on socials and, and that's why we've kind of brought it up now uh and even people like matilda she was like look my third star wars highlight of the year was a remote star wars celebration with friends you know we did it's easy to take for granted just how many people did tune in from abroad or even within the uk maybe they didn't have the circumstances to come to london or or whatever right and they could stream it from home they need to stream the panels man 100 they need to stream the big panels 100%. i don't understand i do not understand the logic in that yep. i don't i no, think it's stupid. it's stupid i think it's short-sighted and uh, it would it would it would vastly improve the celebration experience. Any marketeer worth their salt will tell you to capitalise on that little thing called social media and trends. If you can yep. if you can stream these things, and if everybody saw Daisy come out on stage and Dave get his directorial debut announced, people be going wild. You don't have to show the trailers. I understand the blackout part of it, but show everything else, man. Or even do one. I'm pretty sure before they've done like a trailer for the public and then done an extended trailer or like a different trailer for. I think they did that Rogue One at Celebration 2016 in London. They did actually, you're right. Yes, they did actually. You know, you are right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A lot of love, mate. A lot of love for Celebration. Unreal. I, I, I miss it. I really miss it. And it's weird to think a year ago, we were kind of looking for, we were doing our 2022 wrap up and then we were thinking, I'm pretty sure a year ago we were like, oh, only like four months till celebration. We were. Like, the years just go, didn't they? Don't, don't, the don't say that, mate. It's depressing, to be honest. It really is. Should we wrap out there like for celebration? Because we could just keep um, talking about celebration. We could. And I'm sure we're going to talk some. I think we have a show planned with someone. We might even be going on another show talking about celebration in London and the UK Star Wars scene soon. So, yes, yeah. Be we'll silly. save. So my, we'll yeah, well my, in terms of that, then Bibs Bash, uh, we put on a wonderful show. Cantina Two, incredible show. The nights out we had are incredible. Everyone who came to Bibs Bash, we love every one of you. Night Ross Sandridge turned up and getting plied of booze, we love it. <laughs> Ian Bill, Brian Heron, answering a question for Malene, love it as well. So, yeah, celebration, mate, was a was a weird, wild, wacky, wonderful weekend. But I wouldn't have changed one thing other than Big Boy Bell, my brothers snoring but um yeah well let's let's move on to the next part then mate which we actually, there was a panel for this celebration and i thought you were going to mention this as one of the ones you dug but we got the second oh, season of star wars visions uh very critically acclaimed first season came out last year uh 2022 uh vision season 2 2023 we were at the panel we got to see i am your mother the Ardman episode early and we loved that but uh, this came out, and again, critically well received, very well loved. This one, and it was a little bit different, wasn't it? Because season one was very much Japanese studios or the um, the anime style. Seasons two had a more global feel. Uh, what were your recollections of season two, then, mate? Yeah, um, not as strong as season one. <laughs> it's short. Mm-hmm. Some really, some really. Big, yeah really big wins but to be honest i when season one came out i went back and rewatched a lot of those single episodes that i loved and adored and still do go back to season two i'm not finding myself doing that as much so as much as i really liked the 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 idea and this concept of a more global approach to star wars animation and storytelling and and interpretations you know cultural 
international cultural interpretations of the force of good versus bad of jedi and sith and so on you know it, it was good but i don't think it's had the impact on the fandom as much as season one did yeah yeah i i i, I, I can't say, really i still enjoyed it but yeah no, no, I can't really add anything more to that. I mean, I'll, obviously, I'll say that I enjoyed it. Next. Only because, yeah, yeah, see you later. Only because you're right. I mean, you, may, you see what came out of season one. Obviously, the Ronin, you've got novels, you've got figures about those guys as the last jewel. You've got a figure up you've there, got, mate. You've got one up there, mate. Um, <laughs> so there was tie-in materials for that. And season two came out and was great for its diversity of, like you say, storytelling. But I found, my, I found myself just edging more towards season one but there were some great episodes my favorite episode um screech's reach which was from ireland that won an emmy for outstanding individual achievement in animation in the yep. category for production design which is big news and the ardman studios uk that won uh for i am your mother best animation at the venice tv awards so it's, it's winning awards it's critically liked and for and we like we said up top we're sitting there saying it was good but it maybe wasn't as good as season one Yet we're also sitting there with a smile thinking, but it was good, wasn't it? It's one of those yeah. things, wasn't it, where it's still good. There's one or two episodes which are a bit ropey, but on the whole, though, still very, very good. And I lo- still love the idea of just giving a studio a st- uh, a, the, the free reign to say, do what you want, do what you want. Yeah, but I was, I was about to add to that, mate, saying it don't have to be canon. Do what you want. Don't don't bother. It do, yeah, it's styles. We understand. We can under, We can differentiate canon from non-canon and still tell a really interesting, enjoyable story. And also animation style. You know, Visions shows us and tells us that Star Wars can still look and feel and taste like Star Wars without it having to be Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels, right? Which were you know the industry leading animation styles in their own right, but. It can be more than that. Yeah, we can get out of the comfort zone a little bit. And when, you know, you're not tied down by canon, by, oh, this needs to fit into this era and this needs to, you know, because I do think that is a weight. I do think that is a lot to ask of of a creative, of a storyteller, of a studio sometimes. Visions shows us that it is doable. It is plausible to have a te- tell a very good Star Wars Z story, and I'm using that Star Wars. You know, we all know what that that feeling. You know, yeah, that, yeah. that good and bad. That yeah, it can do that. So that's one of my biggest takeaways once again from Visions. Um, but yeah, not just not not quite as strong as season one, but still enjoyable. Oh, I'll, 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 I'm due a rewatch of a couple episodes. I won't, I won't rewatch all of it, but I am due a rewatch of a few of them soon. Um, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. I'll do that soon. But that's what I like, mate. Is you can kind of dip in, like like, the, like like your analogy of the buffet. You can pick and choose. You can put what you want mm-hmm. in your plate and enjoy it. And there are things you're not so keen on. Well, just scoot on past and and don't watch them. But yeah, the panel it was great. We were there with Davey Dunn, um, Emma, the little edition. Matty Gunner was there with us as well. Um, really, really, really good fun at that panel. Love but Matty yes, Gunner. visions may not have been as good as season one for us. Still weren't half bad though, mate. That's that's no. how I take away from it. Is I'm looking forward to season three as and when we get it. If if as and when, yeah, I, like what you said, mate. It was still a win in my books. Still yeah. a win. Still enjoyed it. Yeah, 
and I'm glad we've got it, and hopefully it can help push the Star Wars story forward, right? that Some of those episodes from season one, though, can absolutely be turned into other Ooh. Star Wars material. <laughs> yeah, I still yeah. go back to them. I still go back and think, wow, these are strong. These are strong yeah. Village stories. Bride, Ninth Jedi. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Jedi Survivor. Now, we got to thank the guys over at EA for our copies of this because we were given reviewed copies of Jedi Survivor, right? So I'm going to yeah. caveat all of this by saying that, yeah? Yeah, um, no, good job. But you know us, guys. It doesn't... It, we, if, it were, if it were a bit crap, we would say it wasn't for us. It wasn't great. You know, I didn't like this. Although not a perfect game, mate, Jedi Survivor... What a game. <laughs> what a story. <laughs> what a story. What an addition to Star Wars lore in canon. I love it. I love it. It's so Best good. Best thing to come out of the year. Best thing oh, by sorry. far to come out this it's, year. It's so good. Oh, so good. Oh, Would you say yes. you think it's the best? It is. I, I think thought it would be. It's no secret, is it? You country mile. Yeah. I think country just, mile. Just, look, just looking at the list of stuff on there. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. buy a cunt, buy a country mile. And the reason I say that is, I, I watched a video quite recently about it, where somebody said similar to you that, well, I love the story of it. I think the story is wonderful. But yeah, somebody was nice. kind of like providing a critical analysis, which I'm always here for. And they said they didn't think that all of the story bits beats quite hit, but they said what that what did hit, every beat of the characterizations hit. Like how they took the characters from game one through to this game to the end, the characters yeah. were you know insanely well written and acted and developed and i'm like yeah whilst i think the story was actually very good yeah the way that they took these characters and actually made them even stronger is 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 incredible and that's for me why it is head and shoulders above i don't think i can't say that about mando season three about the characters maybe bad batch i can't say that about ahsoka we're going to talk about i don't think the characters in that were as well fleshed out or developed as in something like um, survivor and people say well hold on that's much longer it, it is but a lot of the time you're playing the cutscene's probably only about six hours which isn't much longer than a, a season of tv um, but it's you know it's the way they wrote it they, they wanted to tell their story yes they're tied down by the canon side of it to an extent because of where it is in the timeline but they've decided well we're telling our story and we'll make it fit in but they're focusing on the characters and i think that you've only got to look at the conventions and see how many cows and marines and and all that are hanging around and it's been a very very successful game at IGN's game of the year this year which is a big deal nominated for best action adventure game and best performance for Cameron Monaghan at the game of the year awards I think he's incredible in this game and mm -hmm. it didn't win that one it did win game of the year at IGN but it's also been nominated for best score soundtrack for video games at the Grammy Awards which is announced in February I think so again critically very well acclaimed mate again and you got the old vinyl Oh, it. you yeah. put a cheeky pre-order in, didn't you? That comes yeah. out pr about the time of the Grammys, actually. They've, they've timed that one just well, so everyone will get their uh, vinyls just before the Grammys. And yeah, look, if, if it's up to me, it'll win. I haven't heard the other four <laughs> soundtracks in it, though. But I just think, mate, I just think for weight of storytelling, weight of characterization, and I, I, I do think it's the best we've had all year. And I think if they can nail that third game, mate, one, two, and three punch of probably, probably the best Star Wars trilogy for me. Since the OT, at least. Wow, that's if wild. they can do it. That's wild. 
That's crazy. For, for overall strength, though, I mean, like, from, if, if they can get the characterization from Fallen Order to whatever the next one's called, Legacy or something, probably, mate, oh, they can hit that landing. I don't know if it can beat Clone Wars seasons one to three, mate, but, you know. Good shout. Good shout. Resistance never got a third chance, did it? So, ugh, we never, we'll never know. Oh, oh. Oh, maybe, maybe one day they'll clone more season seven it and be like, Resistance! Oh. Resistance saved. <laughs> yeah, Resistance saved. Oh, classic um, Resistance. Yeah, it, I, it was a superb game. I loved playing it, loved exploring it. It felt like, although at launch there were some, there were, there, there were some bugs, generally, I, I didn't always experience them. I think that was more for PC players. So if mm. you're a PC player... Um, that it probably affected your experience a lot more negatively than say a console player but yeah I I loved this game and I still like jump on every now and then and like you know I'll do a little side mission you know do a little side quest and enough enjoyable mate enough enjoyable I don't think I'm as in love with the universe as you are yeah but I I, there's just no denying how solid this game was how solid the story was it also contained a lot of just what what expression am i looking for right not old-fashioned but tr- I, I suppose maybe traditional or something you know like how it you know is falling in love with with and you know the night sister Giao mera mera merin merin Giao. you know sorry you know just stuff like that it's like oh yeah that's really sweet you know it's really really sweet really you know relatable for you know a lot of people and um yeah i i really liked it really 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 liked it i feel like the guys who are making these projects really understand star wars and you know the blending of the different eras the blending of and the introduction of new uh, factions you know it's just yes. really interesting but it doesn't it doesn't detract doesn't take away from the original uh trilogy or you know the main skywalker saga because cal yeah that's not his story his he that's is it. never going to save the galaxy that is not his destiny that is not his role in 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 the universe right so mate loved it uh, i think survivor deserves all of those awards and and probably more to be frank mate so Give bring on the next them. one yeah greasy does it baby oh don't don't when is is there an eta on uh on 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 the third game what is it now 2020 i mean i wouldn't expect any time for 2026 i guess but cameron monaghan said it a i think like a florida convention a couple of months or so ago that they are working on it in early pre-production and it was always due to be a uh, a trilogy stig asmussen the director of the first two has left respawn now Mm. so there will be a new game director but i mean the majority of the team and the narrative team are still there, so I can't imagine too much changing. Um, I just hope he left for, you know, because he wanted to have new challenges and not because you know, any kind of interference with the story or anything like that, but I don't think they would have done. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's coming in a few years' time, mate, and I can't wait for that. So yeah, Jedi Survival was my number one thing of uh, 2023. And it, and it introduced us, well, you mentioned new eras. It, it brought the High Republic to a lot of people, had the High Republic was a big part of the game. Some could say didn't need to be there, but it worked, uh, I think. And the High Republic had a big presence this year. Phase two ended and phase three kicked off in the books. And, you know, in terms of that, I mean, just very quickly, lots mm. of comics out. I'm not going to even talk about the comics because there's too many. 
lots of people enjoy the bounty hunters and the crimson dawn run i've read yeah. some of the star wars main run and it's it's a bit here it's a bit there it's not something that really grabs me but in terms of the books mate a lot of high republic books phase two i thought was good it wasn't i don't think it was anywhere near as um strong as phase uh one phase three started with us with strongly and i'm excited to see where they go and how they've ended that especially once we spoke to the butcher of the high republic kavan scott and he just winked at us when we said does everyone die so let's wait and see what happens in the high republic oh, yeah. phase three so, what a lovely bloke kavan was we we chatted at portsmouth comic con didn't Pompa, we yeah and we spoke to charles saul at lfcc last year he was obviously overseeing the high republic too he's one of the original five the luminous five so we've spoken to a few of the high republic authors and they've all kind of said with a glint in their eye you know like, watch this space by the time you get to the end of it it's, it's all going to be worth it but lots of high republic books coming out um i spoke to sir Ryder cordova who did convergence she's lovely as well so go check out that interview on the great book club. job with those mate great job oh, with those by she, the way she was cool as well but and then we, had, we had a jedi battle scars book that came out which was in between fallen order and survivor it's fine uh first half is admittedly very tough to get through because it ain't very good second half is very good um we had inquisitor rise of the red blade by delilah s dawson i mentioned on my review silly title but the book is actually really quite good and uh, from a certain point of view return of the jedi came out it was my least favorite of the three um companion uh anthologies but it's fun nonetheless had a really good story about anakin and obi-wan and crimson climb come out with kira i got through a quarter of the way through the audio book and my ears hurt because the narrator <laughs> isn't very good so i had to turn it off so in terms why? of why why aren't they why aren't they very it's, good it's what? because it's it's aimed at more of a middle grade audience i think I don't, and ah. so the the narrator they usually get someone like mark thompson on who's quite good at doing yeah. different voices but this one is a little i know it's kind of aimed at a younger audience and it and some of the voices just aren't great and, um <laughs> go on <laughs> And Great Storm came down the ch- came down the mud track, and there was a big bear in front of him, and he it, got out his lightsaber. It's not a million miles from that. It's not a million miles. Off his head, and oh yeah, it's, it's not a million miles. Like, and then oh, some of the other up. ones are. I mean the book. I mean the book. I mean it hasn't grabbed me either. But so for publishing, mate, to kind of wrap that one. Not that we want to kind of push it to one side. I cover that more on book club. But it's been an up. It's been up and down. Fire Republic's been pretty good. Outside of that, I really wanted Battle Scars to be good, but it was just okay. Red Rise of the Red Blade was decent, but hoping yeah. next year though we get we've got a new Mace Windu book and we've got the Living Force about the prequel Jedi two. So hopefully that'll be a bit stronger though, mate. So yeah. there's the books. Was there anything about the collectibles that happened what? this year that you wanted to shout out? I still don't understand how. Hey, listen, do you know what else we we missed this week? Because and I was going to go up anyway, but we we missed this week because I was ill. I was going to go up to London. Gareth Edwards was doing a signing of the creator book and oh, just signing at and Planet, Central London, to yeah, Tottenham Court Road, Covent Garden area. Like he's just doing a book signing in the basement. Like I, Gareth. you know, I would have just walked down there and just like you know got the old phone. Oh, hello, 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 Gareth. You know, <laughs> cheeky selfie. How good would that have been? It How would good? have been. And, yeah, I didn't like the creator, but I like Gareth Edwards. I thought it was it it was, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, it was visually fine. it was exceptional considering oh, its budget. Stunning. I stunning. I, re, re, I saw it at this stupid Screen X thing. Oh, in yeah, I know. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. Cine- Cineworld, Basildon in Essex, which is a really good cinema, actually. It's a nice big one. boy cinema, yeah. But they got this Screen X thing. Do you know what Screen X is? Yeah, it's- I've done a f- things like that before, and it's, yeah, like the boxy thing. What's and it's- the point? What's the point? I don't it, like there- it. There's just this kind of... Uh, there are only for wide shots it's only for wide shots do they add this like bit on the, the on the on the right side on the right wall and the left wall yeah it's like three screens making up kind of like a almost like a u isn't it a blocking Stupid. u i can't think what to call it it's it was great Abs- for like top gun because you know they're flying <laughs> they're in the sky most of the time so it's okay right. but i yeah, don't really enough. like that I, i'm a bit old school just give me 2d or imax oh, it's so thing. gimmicky it's like 3d i don't i don't yeah, do 3d yeah, yeah. No, and it's kind of people don't do 3d as much nowadays do they but i think 3d is a gimmick like it's like no, i'm not a fan the filmmaker doesn't make a film for 3d guys like no. that's not what it's about right and you can tell when you watch it in 2d when they have done because it just doesn't work in 2d but yep. um it would have been cool to see gareth though would have been very cool yeah but um right some other highlights from from me is obviously we had a like a few cracking episodes of collector's guild with mr dave dunn which was great fun the has labs have been well has lab the uh ghost from star wars rebels was a huge success for hasbro expect more has labs because that just was it met all of the tears that that that, that it was asking for they're all met you know, collectors are loving that. And we saw uh, one of the HasLab models of the Ghost at MCM Comic Con, didn't we? And, well, no, you weren't there. But oh, anyway, no, I, I bet it looked good, didn't it? Oh, and it, you, you look at it, and I remember Dave and I looking at each other and thinking, that is big, isn't it? <laughs> that is it's big. It's huge. It's 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 a bit too big, you it's know. Like a it's meter, like isn't oh, it? in one way almost. Yeah. Well, in my in my office, you know, collector slash geek room slash collectors room. Which, by the way, on Patreon, I'm going to be doing like an update, like little room tour thing. That's nice. Something that, yeah, actually, Ant Goodman suggested to me at MCM Comic Con, and I was like, yeah, that's a solid idea, mate. I'll I'll nick that off you. I'll do that. Um, I was. I you look around, you're like, where would it go? Where yeah. you know. Where does 100%. it go? You need a lot of surface area. You know, it works if you got like a huge house in like Texas or something or like <laughs> Australia. Yeah. Or if you live in like the countryside in England or countryside like Germany or something. Yeah. Mate, knock yourself out. But, yeah. you know, a lot of people, if you live, even if you live like, I don't know, maybe in the outskirts of like New York or something, you're probably looking at this thing thinking, that's ah, too big. I don't know where I'm going to put it. Yeah. Exactly. But I don't know how people get away with it with the old UCS, you know, some of those uh, oh, Lego builds. Yeah, some of those. I'm like, you mount it to the wall or something, but then it's kind of just stuck there then. Mount yeah, it, some people do that, actually, yeah. mate. Yeah. So, um, was it you who told me that? Or someone's done that to their Millennium Falcon, they've got it on the wall? Oh, no, you, it might be somebody just... at Croydon or somewhere. It wasn't me, no. It was someone at Croydon. Yes, oh, yeah. it was someone at Croydon. Another good event from this year. Shout out to Croydon. Great we fun. did London Film and Comic Con at the Olympia Showmasters. That was good fun. And we had a little bit of, little bit of banter with Showmasters. Oh, yeah. Uh, wicked yeah. interviews, though. Wicked interviews. Really, interviews. really cool opportunities. Obviously, MCM in October, Star Wars Celebration, Portsmouth Comic Con. We've, we've 
we got a lot done, mate. For two guys who are busy guys, you know, and our weekends are usually booked up and we're doing stuff with family or friends or, yeah. you know, I'm pretty proud of that, mate. You know? 100%. If, if yeah. anyone's listening up north and they know any good cons they want us to go to, because we're, 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 we've, we've just sat on the southern side of the UK for the time being, but we're yep. always happy to go up north and that if anyone can recommend some like, proper good cons with, with very good Star Wars um, attendees and guests, we're always happy to look at that. So, yeah, that's big 2024 time. though. Yeah, great convention scene this year, mate. And we do quite like to mix it up with the big ones and then a couple of indie cons as well because you usually get some, We do, which we do, we've got some cracking stuff from those conventions. Oh, mate. Liverpool Comic Con, maybe? Let's see. We'll have maybe. to, we'll have to, uh, yeah. we'll have to like sort out eh, bookings and accommodation and that. But good, just got to keep an eye. Got, got to keep an eye on like guests and whatnot. But listen, yeah. mate, last but not least, by any means, it is Ahsoka season one, 2023. It's probably, uh, arguably, the main event of Star Wars this year. Do you think that's fair to say, 2023 Ahsoka season Ooh. one? When you're going up against Mando season three for that title, I think for oh, I think for it the is, fandom, for just for Star Wars fandom, yes. I think for people who like watching television i'd say mando and i think the ruined figures totally prove that mando's a bigger deal for the casuals i think for the hardcore ahsoka was the the big deal but for the real ones it was survivor oh did you know oh right well i would uh yeah i I think that's actually a fair fair point and listen Mm -hmm. with it feels like ahsoka didn't come out that long ago but actually it did when was it and (laughs) We've done, I don't want to get into, let's wrap up Ahsoka season one. Let's do this Ahsoka, because it feels like, that, well, yeah. we've, yeah, we've kind of been there, done that not that long ago. <laughs> so that's not what it is, but I am thoroughly excited and looking forward to rewatching uh, Ahsoka really soon. I'm, I'm going to be watching a few specific uh, episodes as well. Episode five of, 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 of Ahsoka, you know, Anakin, Clone Wars flashbacks. Um, and, the spiritual deeper meaning of it the the arc for ahsoka as a character herself mate that episode five alone was very very special very very special and i i will always remember remember that very fondly and i know some people are now getting a little bit cynical about it oh well you know they just brought anakin back (laughs) yeah that's what star wars is that's what it is she needed she needed to be there she needed confirmation from her master that they're like oh mate the amount of people that don't get that blows me away but hey if it didn't work for you fair enough i loved it ahsoka was great fun mate not perfect the ending that season one just kind of slipped for me a little bit i really wish they landed that finale you know i love a finale mate you know i love a finale but that was a weak finale sorry lads sorry yeah i think we've labored the point that for us it peaked at episode five for me it it didn't peak at episode four but that was my favorite episode um four was so good episode four was incredible episode four was just so good yeah sorry Danny boy you're doing it you're doing uh, extra time today we love you Uh, Uh, but yeah episode five i remember doing the ranking i I think i put episode four like point one higher in terms of rating because it just i thought it was just a little bit um tighter but mate episode five was great if you can't see that ahsoka had to meet and uh, had to get that validation from anakin and also the inner validation there uh, and you thought it was fan service i don't know what to say i do know what to say 
do yes. know, I know there's lots of people who like to nitpick and we do it sometimes as well quite a lot actually but not to the extent of saying Star Wars is ruined because Hayden Christensen came back in a series where he absolutely had to but um, yeah I think uh, those final three episodes of Ahsoka just let it down for me somewhat which is annoying because they're the ones where we got Papa Thrawn and I think Lars Mikkelsen is so good in that role he's really having a great time um, and his little speeches he gives and his little voice is great it took a few seconds to get over the blue skin red eyeiness of it all but uh, i loved thrawn i just don't like what they did with him i just thought he was a bit cardboard cutout because he kind of turned up mm. said some really cool things didn't actually do anything and only at the no. very end was he's like oh i've won I, and then this grand admiral thrawn that's Let right examine you and <laughs> that's what that's what Filoni wishes he said but he says Anakin Skywalker was the master um, and that and at the end when he's like oh I've eaten you bye and then that was it he just goes to Dathomir and that's it I was like he didn't actually do anything it, it, you know, but I'm not going to get into that I liked season one the more I've sat on it though I think I've the more the critical eye comes out because I think they could have done so much more with those final three episodes. They could have done more with oh, Thrawn. Wow. They built up to him, but I don't think they really did much with him. The Ahsoka, mm. sorry, no, the Ezra Sabine stuff was really cool. Uh, I liked that. I think the Rebels guys coming back were very good. Hera was under use, you could argue. Nice that they brought Jason back um, with his little green hair. Um, it, Ezra, it, mate. Ezra. Ezra. A man as fan. Amazing. He, he got it. And for somebody who, for, for people who say that they want to uh, get the, invoke the spirit of Taylor Gray and all the man them from Rebels, they, they didn't have to do a good job of it. For people who wanted to put their own spin on it, they still, that felt so much like a a mature Ezra. And I think Eman Asfandi was the, for me, in a show where called Ahsoka with Thrawn and that, he was the MVP, mate. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I think... Uh... He was a huge highlight. The blue eyes are a bit stupid. They don't need to be that blue. Yeah, yeah same with there Hera. They really blued her up as well. Yeah, there's a few visual things. That I'm like, oh, I'd maybe edit that slightly. I'd do that. The color grading would be a wee bit different, you know, on Thrawn and, you know, the the, the, the wig. The, <coughs> someone's just got a Sharpie. <coughs> <Roll up. laughs> I don't know. But listen, I we got a review on Apple Podcasts, actually, not, not long ago. I think it was at the tail end of Ahsoka. Someone's saying they used to be fun, but they've got a lot more nitpicky. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know. I think we're Give just us being content. honest, mate. Yeah, we're just Thrawn's being honest. hairline has become a frightening reality. Um, but we've always it, been like that, haven't we? Like, we've always you know, said, hey, we love this and, you know, we're not fans of that. And Ahsoka was the epitome of that. You know, the yes. lead up, that that run of Ahsoka, that initial run of Ahsoka, up until, for me, the finale, was pretty much a faultless season. I was like, mate, yes. this, is, this is awesome. I am loving yes. this, especially as someone who did watch Rebels and Clone Wars. And that's, that is a weakness to the show. But it's also, Hugely. if you've kept up with the lore and the canon, mm-hmm. Well, it means a lot more, doesn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I've been rewarded with that. So that's f- and well, that's fine. That's fine. So I think there's also hey, a need yeah. to be a little bit nicky picky sometimes because we are we are very yeah. aware that as people who want to be, you know, balanced yet positive and just not nutters, we, we don't want to come across as, as sycophants who are like, Oh my god, this was amazing, everything. So if we do say, Oh, we've got a nitpick, it's too long, then well, that's because well, funny enough, we thought it was too long. You know, yeah. nitpicks are genuine, but well, when I was watching it, I couldn't help but notice that, yeah, like, 
it didn't look great visually, but I love the rest. That's not a nitpick. That's just telling you how it is. But maybe that's just because the shows we are getting, maybe contrary to what I say, are actually really good. And the only things that we can really fault are technical things. And the technical side of it is a problem. It's in Marvel as well. I think Star Wars has got to step up their game with the visuals and technical side of D+. The Acolyte will do. That's for another show, though. Well, uh, Andor did. Andor did. And it's sh- it shown us that, you know, with, with, with that amount of craft going into it, you could have one of the best looking and best written shows out there. And it's ours. It's in our, it's in our team. Big time, mate. Big time. I was reading, uh, it was on a newspaper or IMDb, something like that, about how Ahsoka did have like a massive impact on TV stats and TV and streaming and stuff. Uh, you know, I forgot where I saw it now. But um, yeah, it's nice to it's nice to see the impact. And all in all, I think it's been a really solid year for, for Star Wars. Not perfect, lots of things solid to learn year. from. But I think just, you know, bigger picture, mate, it's worth noting that we're living in a, a once again a transitional period in star wars and disney where we've moved from uh bob chapek who literally said listen we are throwing everything at yeah. disney plus everything is going on disney plus if you have any ideas for it yet yeah, greenlit 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 do this do that do that whereas Iger's coming in and he's saying look we're gonna have to just cut things back a little bit you know and i guess done done and said some really stupid stuff this year right worth knowing oh, especially yeah. on the you know the actors pay stuff that's all been sorted that's all done and dusted no need to you know dive into that right now to be honest but um i'm enjoying this kind of re-strategy this new strategy of hey let's focus on quality over quantity over in the states they've kind of caught up with what disney's done elsewhere like in the uk and they've merged hulu and disney plus together yes and so you, there is going to be that feeling of higher quality content you know on disney plus so. the, in, in in the uk at the moment we're, we're you know you've got shows like uh, murder at the end of the world high quality programming an fx yeah. show fox show really good programming you know and i think something like Andor, and actually most of star wars tv uh, it, it, when it's good it's really good um it, it it does kind of fit into that category but there has been that wobble yeah there has been that wobble where they were like and, and it was the effects the splashes of a chapek run disney of let's mm. cram everything into streaming because that's that's all we are gonna that's all that's gonna be around and at yeah, the time that's how it was, right? So we're, we're living in, we're, we're going through a transitional, right? So I think that's worth bringing up. Oh, 100%, mate. Yeah. And you mentioned the strikes. I'm not going to mention that, but that's also going to lead into a further transitional period as well, where things are being pushed back. Things are being reshot because of it, because people are coming up with new ideas. So, you know, next year is going to look a little bit different, maybe to what they intended. It already has. We know Andor's been pushed yeah. back, but we're looking, I'm looking forward to talking about 2024 uh, in, in, the, in an upcoming show very much looking mm. forward to that and i'm looking forward to a time mate where we can do our year in review and we can talk about a film or something do you know i mean i've loved oh. talking about this tv shows i love talking about the video games and the books but i want to know i can't wait we're getting to, we're not there yet we've got a few more of these to go yet but to start talking about the films or start talking about well, we've got this news or this casting announcement we're getting there mate but i think this was a successful year and i think the viewing figures would say so it's you know they did very well with the viewing figures survivor sold a lot of copies won lots of awards and even the animation won a lot of awards mate the the books are still new york times bestsellers so yeah it's not bad is it mate not at all mate not at all look some other highlights for me was a con Ooh. that we went to 
Matt kept calling someone that we know Steve for <laughs> a whole weekend, and that's not their name. I wonder. I don't think they listen, but we, like a lot of you might know this person, but um, especially if you're like in the UK Star Wars scene. And Matt just kept calling him Steve. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Steve still does. He still does call uh, him yeah, Steve sometimes. Started, like, didn't I? That's not their name. <laughs> and on the on the on the Sunday, I think it was. I start. I reverted back to calling him by his actual name. And didn't say anything, didn't notice anything. But I swore that said person was called Steve. And I mean, do you know what? I'm going to say, yeah, that, that person could have said what their name was, but they didn't bother interrupting me. So, or telling me, telling me what their name was. So, it's yeah. not you, pal. You chump. That's true. That is true. I would correct someone, you know, and I'm really bad with names. And I tell people After that the all the time. time. I'm, like, I'm really bad with names. But um, highlights. I, I can't dive into this too much, but this is, uh, this is just gold it's gold um and it's it's we were at the cantina uh after party at, at uh the o2 in london indigo too yeah right and we're up on a table like a little round table having a chat there are a few oh. there there's this bloke there talking about like and he, he's a member of the five of us he actually said some outrageous stuff some stuff where we were like right i think we're gonna leave this table this guy's an absolute idiot but um <laughs> we found out like a lot of tales and chris fox and i still giggle about this is pam, pam rose pam rose love pam that's it like, I, I felt like this year I've learned a lot about Pam Rose and she's a bit of a girl. So <laughs> she loves it. Doesn't she? Oh, Pam. she loves it. So that's it really a uh, big highlight. Um, and last but not least my, and this actually is my number one. Do you want to know what my number one highlight of star Wars in 2023 is? Whilst I formulate my own two, I do. Cause I don't know what it's going to be. It's an easy one, mate. <laughs> It's the Baby Yoda magic hand dance. <laughs> Do the magic hand dance. <laughs> Mate, that, just hearing that made my life, maybe best part of my life, let alone the year. Yeah, I know. I feel like I felt like that was just three minutes of pure enlightenment. Yeah. It, it was It was like <sighs> a revelation had been revealed to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think at the end of the Patreon video, you can just hear me saying, this is the worst thing I've ever seen and heard. <laughs> <laughs> but I still love it. No, you don't mean that. You love it. No, I, it's 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 you that's love it. transcendental. That's you know that 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 made me feel realise there's more out there than just my existence. Very existential <laughs> moment that was in my in my life. Um, oh. I don't know, mine are, mate. That's a good shout. Though I can't top that. Yeah, can't see a survivor two. in it. Yours is survivor. No, I mean like, a natural like, personal highlights. All personal. Oh yeah. Highlights. yeah I need to ask you that, but yeah, content survivor by a country mile. Um, but like personal, like Cantina Two, we got the dance, we got the dance floor started, and having everyone chanting "One Way Out" to the beat was incredible. Bibs bash uh, was, was a lot good. of fun. Um, so, uh, just like going for curry after the convention with whether it's Jamie and Johnny or the Fanfer and Fanfer guys in London, yeah. that's always a good fun, and everybody else who comes along as well. That's good fun. Is there the kind of things I love the most? Is oh, just hanging out with people? That, do you know what we've not mentioned? Oh my days! What oh a no. couple of idiots! Oh no! The highlight what? for me is comfortably we met 
Ray and we met Ray Skywalker and we met we met Han Solo what are we talking about they're the highlights And we saw Papa Mads Mad Mikkelsen's proper handsome in real life, isn't he? He's oh, a proper mate, group. but we met Han Solo. Harrison Ford. That's it. Right? Before we got there, mate, I remember saying, Let's, I love if, if we can just get a photo of Harrison, great. If we can imagine, imagine that. Yeah, people would love it. I'd love it. I'd cherish it to the day I die. He come up to us looking and smelling great. And I was like, here he comes, here he comes. Harrison, can we get a photo, please? He looked at me, he snarled, he lifted that one finger. He just got one. He looked at actually he looked at he looked at, he looked at Luke and kind of like winked a little or smiled. Yeah. He yeah. just got one. <laughs> and then he walked off and he could just hear me saying, Alright, fine. Okay then. <laughs> but yeah. uh, uh, to this day that's I can say I've been told off by Harrison. That's the most hard solo experience you can have, mate. It is like, that's it. Just like gut. winning. But, mate, and he does we found out like the next day he just doesn't take photos of anyone and i get it you know security or health i don't know what it is but i dig it if you do one you got to do everyone but we got the story i got the video we got some fun pictures uh kind of candid ones of us leaning over the barrier and you can see harrison signing right next to us that was great coming out oh my days coming out of the lavy and Aww. seeing daisy ridley it was like a it was like a dream come true yeah you know, it was like it was yeah, it actually was, was. And it's funny that the the other day, mate, I uploaded oh. um, the photos that we took of us sneaking around Leicester Square in twenty December twenty nineteen, <laughs> and we were like we were outside the premiere, and we were like kind of trying to figure out a way to get in, and the early we days. were like going up to hotels and you know trying to <laughs> the Burger King at Leicester Square, which obviously has two floors, right? And we'd go to yes. the, the, the the first floor, the second floor, whatever way best place to, to be. It the upper floor and like we would look down and we saw Daisy Ridley and to think, you know, like a f- four years later, or three and a half years later, we'd be at an Indiana Jones premiere, but this time around we, you know, we're invited and we were there as guests. You know, that's a huge, again, not making it. I don't like this and it's, it, it's not really in our culture to do this, you know, and it's, it is a bit cringe, but like to, to us, that is a huge accomplishment, mate. So it's well worth celebrating. I take that yeah. as a massive win. No, it is. And it's only cringe met- if you if you kind of push it in everyone's face, but I think I don't think anyone will begrudge us the idea of being happy that you know that. we're just a couple of lads. There it is. I've got it on my Kindle uh, thing there. Look at it, and every now and then it, it the carousel goes round, and I see your face staring back. That photo I took of you getting a selfie with Daisy oh, Ridley. That's my, is my, just my, like, one of my favourite. It's images, actually but- a decent photo because like everything. Uh, it focuses in on your faces perfectly and like there's motion on your hand and shaking my hand was shaking but i think if i think everyone who listens mate certainly the ones who've been since day one or or along for the ride they know we're just a couple of lads we've and everything we've done we've 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 worked for ourselves you know we don't get handouts we just work hard because we love what we do so we, we we'll celebrate our wins in in you know moderation but i don't think there's any problem with saying you know after four years after trying to sneak into an event and climb to the roof of a hotel to be invited by the big dogs at Lucasfilm, it's a, it's a big deal and it's something which you know spurs me to keep wanting to do this show. Not that I'd have no, uh, not that I don't want to. Just just speaking to Luke each week does, but you know, seeing all the lads going to get a curry, going to have a pint, going to the conventions, you know, these these cool perks as well that we get sometimes from the studios. You know, it all helps to kind of aid what, it's all about. what we do. And that's what yeah. it's all about. And I'm very proud looking back from when we started nearly six years ago, six years in April, six years ago to where we are now, mate. But wow. Yeah, mate, 2023 may not have been the best year for the wars, but I think we've had a pretty good time, haven't we? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, big time, mate. And uh, I can't wait for 2024, mate. Yeah, still a lot I loved, but Anakin Skywalker. Come on, come on, come on. I love it. I love it, mate. That's it, isn't it? We're not. We've not got a Bantina. <laughs> Hi, this is Details. This is Nick Joseph. This is Alex Damon. This is Brendan Wayne. This is Trevor Futterfield. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, aka Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, I might. I didn't Trevor know you were going to do that. his way in there. We love Trevor, don't we? <laughs> Met him at Nerd Base. <laughs> <laughs> he's so cool he was he was he was very um not to elongate this but he's very skeptical about microphones he kind of looked at it like i was put a gun in his face but he was very classic. nice to talk to classic trevor butterfield but mate 2023 that's it done we're done for the year mate we're gonna go and have a little break until the next episode we do but it's been a it's been a fun 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 <laughs> year into in universe out of universe we've had some great memories we've got some great snaps and videos can't wait for you to see them all at the year end but mate thank you again for being the best co-host a man could ever ask for and keeping this ship going no likewise mate i am very very grateful for the for the show for the poddy for you you know we are yeah i love it mate love chatting star wars with you because otherwise who who else you gonna do it with do you know what i mean you miss his ear off yeah he was like, oh, shut up, shut up. I don't care. I don't care. Yep. Oh, but what about this? What is going to happen? What is going to happen to all the little quills left on uh, old Jack Black's planet? Yeah. Oh, gonna, yeah. I don't trust him, Jack Black. Creep. Eat him. I do <laughs> love Jack Black. Love him. Yep. Um, listen, I just want to say as well, like, I think we're going to be a little touch and go. We might have, obviously, um, this is coming out on 27th. So this is our 2023 wrap up. The yes, new sir. year, th- there might be an episode next week. There might not be an episode next week. I think we're figuring out ourselves schedules and timings and stuff, right? So, yeah, enjoy, lads. <laughs> That's it. That's enjoy what you're it, eh? That's it. Yeah, enjoy this because you ain't getting no more. You will do. Yeah, well, keep, keep follow us on the socials. You'll hear that in a second, and you'll know what we're getting up to. But yeah, what a year! What a fun time it's been. That is that for this year and this episode of Star Wars Sessions. We're ending the year on an odd number. We're going to start the year with a nice even number of episode two hundred and thirty at some point. But that mm. is that. Fun doesn't end there, mate. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find my Splatwalker? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can search for mm. us on X, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Threads. Threads is popping at the moment. Actually quite enjoying that. Just search nice. Star Wars Sessions and you'll find us there. Uh, drop us a voice note or a message uh, like what Jessup did. Really sweet. Very cute. Uh, send it to our email address. Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Uh, please don't forget about that Patreon, lads. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Loads of bonus juicy content on there, and it really helps support us, supports the show. So thank you for everything. Thanks to everyone who's pledged in 2023. It's been our biggest year ever for Patreon and people signing up. So, yeah, again, can't really believe it. means the world. Thank you. Yes, thank you, everyone. And stick around for 2024 because we've got some cool things lined 
up. But if you do want to support the show for free, just keep doing what you're doing and listening. And please leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice. Sorry about the nitpicks, but they're here to stay. By the time we finish this episode, you can scroll up and drop those five stars. They really do help the show out. They really do get new listeners in. And it is another way to hear from more of you each and every week. Yes, and please tell your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats. Tell your nearest Dave Filoni supervan who who (laughs) delivered (laughs) delivered the greatest Star Wars TV show ever. (laughs) Oh, yeah, a joke, a joke. Right? No, it was it was up there though. Was that right? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, Tell your cousin. Tell you what. Tell you know whoever. Tell your sister. Tell them the more the merrier, the castle spicier. Matt has a sister, believe it or not. They trivia, go, yeah. Go and tell her what you think about this. But also, tell I you bet loads of people don't like believe that. Stan. No, I well, bet loads of people are like, oh well, he's got Sean, so if she's, and they'll just she, think she's, she's a dyad, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, she's out there in the shadows, um, like Palpatine was throughout. Um, between Jedi and Force Awakens at the shadows um, yeah. she's out there though uh, I won't name her in case she'd want her to be named but she's alright I guess but tell her then that this is the podcast you're looking for tell your nearest Luke Bly stand that and until next time till next year see ya oh and it's so Luke. weird isn't it what? oh sorry mate we're oh, look, it's a mess oh, it's a washout it's a washout what a way to what a way to 2023 may the force be with you always Look! Look! Yeah, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2320. <laughs> yeah, do you see? It yeah, it can't, yeah, spoonerism, does it work with numbers? Probably not, but we'll allow it. What a year, done. done. Yeah, let's have it. Let's have it. Essex-based podcast heroes. What?